Hello and welcome back to another Lost in Possession podcast. This week we are doing our best 11 without the big six. So no City, no Liverpool, no Chelsea, no Arsenal, no Spurs and even in this dire state, no United. First things first, we're going to be doing a 4-3-3 formation. But before we get into that, let's start the intro. Here we go. So... 4-3-3 formation, none of the big six. Well, I think we're all going to disagree on some positions, um, but that's what we're here for. We want the arguments. What we're going to do, though, is if someone we think has got an outrageous decision, we're going to challenge them, and they've got to make their, their claim. Because if their claim's not good enough, we're telling them you're cut out on that position and you're not getting... Your, your decision is wrong. You pretty much don't know ball in that place. So we're going to start off with the keepers. Reese, let's hear your keeper. Don't don't start off with a bad one. I'll try not to. Um for my goalkeeper, I've actually gone for uh Wolves's number one sub. Um I mean do feel free to challenge that, but I, I would argue that yes, I know Wolves aren't scoring goals, but they're not really conceding many either. And I think in Wolves' situation, he's going to save them the three points more than they are you know, probably going to lose them. So I've gone for Saar and I think it's a sensible pick. It's a, it's a safe pair of hands. A nice friendly start because I agree. Um, yeah, Jose Saar, a lot of times on the podcast previously, we've said how good he is. He is a match winner or a match saver, however you want to look at it. Um, and he's, he's he's grinded Wolves out points, you know, when they were really struggling. So for me, Jose Saar, top quality. Well, I'm coming in with a bit of a disagreement. So okay. I do think Saar, I do think Saar is quality. There's no like, and last season was probably the best goalkeeper bar maybe, mark one or two to just not get in the top prem, and that was in the top six teams. I've gone with Raya at Brentford. I think he's a very good goalkeeper, um, and he is. He's under a bit of pressure now because Brentford have brought brought in a new keeper, but I still don't see him lose his place. And I think if Brentford are going to stay up, he's going to be a big part to play in that. Now, you both not said challenge means you don't think it's an awful decision, which is a good start. We've not fully disagreed. Yeah, I, I think he's in... good. I think he's good. Not as good as Saar, but, you know, he's good. <laughs> that's fair. It's all for your opinions. <laughs> I think we're going to right back now. So I have gone for a bit of experience both at club and international level. I've gone for Trippier. Um, the fact he can do a free kick like he did the other week against Man City definitely helps. Um, but for me, I I just like him. He's, he's got so much experience. He's a player that managers can trust. Um, you know what you're getting with him. Very little mistakes, good set pieces, good consistency. Um, so for me, Kieran Trippier. Reese, yeah, I agree with Jordan again. I've gone Kieran, <laughs> head ball specialist, um, consistency at right back as well. I think I think he's a real asset to teams in the top six. You know, if they really, I know, I know he's he's pushing thirty now, but I think he's got a few few good years in him yet, and I, I think he's been outstanding for Newcastle. Well, we're all in agreement oh. here. Trippier is the three. I'm not going to be completely different to you two. This time, no. Um, look, he one thing also he's good at is obviously he can play left back if needed. He's done it for England. 
and his free kicks can be a difference in games. Obviously, I saw the one against City. Didn't I didn't like it when he put the ball down. I said, it's a huge old. And then he goes and does that. It's kind of one of them. But it's not just his free kicks. His overall play is is good. And I don't think there's many who come that close to him at the moment. But he probably isn't going to push into any of them top six sides due to his age now. I think that's probably fair to say. So we're going to the other side of the defence, the left back. Now, I found this probably the most challenging, just trying to think of who's a good left back. Reese, who's yours? I was torn with this one a little bit, actually, um, and I think I think this, this might be challenged. Um, I originally thought Rico Henry at Brentford, because um, I think he is an outstanding left back, but I've actually gone for Tarek Mitchell at Crystal Palace. I think I think he look he's got the potential to be a world world class player. Um and I think he's learning well under under someone like Vieira and I think <clears> the <throat> season will be his most successful yet. Well I think I might as well jump him because I agree, Reese. I've got him as well. Yeah. So what the only problem I have with him in the Vieira system, but I don't know if that's because I watched him obviously last week against City. He's not going to be any good attacking. He's just not. He is left back. He's there to defend. It's kind of, kind of if you look at it like the Wambasaka kind of thing. Defensively, that's what they're there for. Attacking, they're just not it. And I think he's a quality defender. I don't think he's got the attacking potential of like say the Trippier we've picked on the right side. But defensively, I think he's absolutely solid. Now, Jordan, you said really so. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I, I do rate Mitchell. I think it's a little bit premature, personally. Um, I struggled a little bit at left-back. I went for someone along the kind of same lines as Trippier in terms of their versatility. So this guy can play left-back or right-back, looks as comfortable in both positions, played left-back at the, this weekend. Um, I've gone for James Justin of Leicester. Consistent, young, pacey, can defend well, but to your point, can actually get forward and, and put in some pretty good deliveries. Um, I think he's he's good as it is, but I do think he can he can only get better. Um, and yeah, I, I, for me, he's as good as a left back as he is a right back, um, and I like that about him. So yeah, but does like does he play right back more or does he play left back more for Leicester? I'll be honest, I'm not that. Um, I've watched a few times. I just don't know. It if seems he does. a bit fifty fifty. To be honest, okay. based on who's about, I thought um, it was Stanya as the left back. I might be completely wrong. I'm pretty sure it was the other way right. around this weekend. It is it might be? I, think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why, but yeah, I've, I've seen Justin play left back and right back. He's, he is originally a left back by trade, but he can play both very yeah, well. I think he's he, yeah. I've not <laughs> seen him have a really bad game ever, um, and I think he does as good on the left as he does on the right. Um, now that's so, yeah, the only me, reason. That's the only reason I could think of to actually challenge you. If he was actually more of a right back than a left back, but he I'm wears not... the number two, so he's probably more traditionally a right back. I, I'm used to number sevens wearing left back now. <laughs> left back now, so with my team we can just swap wing backs with Trippier. Trippier and Justin <laughs> can just swap every game to make it confusing. Right, right now, we've got the two in the middle. I think this is where we're going to have some disagreements, 100%. and I feel our challenge is going to be called Jordan. Start us off. Right. 
So put this one player I'm thinking of. I'm going to mention him after, but I'm so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you both. Now. I'll tell you both. So I've gone for a perfect blend, in my opinion, of Premier League experience, strength, height, and youth and potential. So I've got Lewis Dunk and Mark Gurhey. So okay. Lewis Dunk, we, I don't need to tell you much about him. Brighton have been very good defensively for years. He's been the main reason behind that. So much so, he's been linked with Chelsea a few times as well. He's got the height. He's got the strength. Maybe lacking a bit of pace. Um, but he's he's been Mr. Consistent for me for years. Brighton fans love him. Um, and to that point, bring, bringing in the second centre-back, obviously where, where, where Dunk's lacking in a bit of pace, Gerhi makes up for it. Um, again, similar to Mitchell, he's very early in his career, so it's a bit of a more like potential pick. But even recently, you know, away to Liverpool, Gerhi looks completely in the game, very good. And if you can do it away at Anfield at that age, you can do it anywhere. So, yeah, bit of a mix for me of youth and potential and, and experience. Reese, differences? I think they're good points. Um, I, I've actually gone for two different centre-backs. Um, I've gone for Kurt Zuma at West Ham. And this one is where I, I sort of um, I crossed out several names before agreeing on this, and I still don't don't know. I'm sure. Um, do you want to hear who my two honourable mentions were in this position? Go on. Go on. I went for Konza at Aston Villa, <clears throat> and then I went for Ben Mee because I think he's an outstanding centre back. I then went for Tarkowski, and then I settled on uh, a, a Crystal Palace centre back as well, and I went for Anderson because I think he's an absolutely outstanding centre-back, and I think he's going to make Guy an even better player. I would have um, challenged those honourable mentions. <laughs> I would have challenged Konza, Con- definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's taken Talgos- Mings' place. Talgoski, yeah, but I would have challenged Mings as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it looks like I'm a perfect blend of you two, because I've gone Dunk, and I've gone Anderson. Oh, there you go. Watching Anderson this year, I, he's a proper. He's a. I think he's more of an old school defender. He's going to wind up players. He's going to put in big tackles. Watched him against the art in Arsenal, sort of for the first game of the season, and I thought he looked great. Even though Arsenal were very good that day, I still feel like he didn't let himself down in any way. The Liverpool game wound up Darwin Nunes the whole game like a defender should. Just little little nudges here and there, talking at him constantly, wind him up and look at him. He turns around and tries and headbutts him, not once but twice. And then when he was against City, once again, didn't let himself down at all. It was sort of like they're the three games I've watched of him, and I think he's a quality defender. Dunk, as you said, Jordan, he's been great for a few years now, especially for Brighton, and they have a very good defence, sort of, especially if you look outside the big six. They're they're up there. I don't know if they'd probably be top if you look outside them. And I think they're a very good, very good defender. Now into the midfield. I think if we do our midfield three all at once, just because I think someone might have two centre defensive, two one might have one. So Jordan, do you want to kick us off with yours? Yeah. So the most obvious one for me was Declan Rice. He needs no introductions. Um, James Madison as well Um, and one I don't think he would have gone for Pascal Gross 
another Brighton player. Um, um, any disagreements, I, I, and then I'll uh, I'll justify it slightly. I feel like you've gone very recently biased on Gross, <laughs> and I think in being in your fantasy team <laughs> and starting well this season, <laughs> I think is what has put you it made you put him in over a few players. I can um, think. Yeah, I'm, to be honest, I, there's definitely a few on my bench that I was in and out. So like I'll mention a couple of names, maybe you boys will have them, but Ward Prowse for Southampton was kind of close. Uh, Ruben Neves at Wolves. I'm about 99% sure Reese will have him in his team. Um, they were the ones for me that could have probably got in ahead of Gross. Um, but for me, it's, it, yeah, he, he's had a good start to this season. Don't get me wrong. He's kind of blended from more of a centre mid now to a CAM as well, which I like. But I disagree. Last season, again, Mr. Consistent last season, I think even the season before, um, I just, all I can remember of him is just consistency, goals, assists, when you don't really expect them from him. And I just think he's one of those kind of underrated guys who, who goes under the radar, but always delivers for Brighton. Um, and there's a reason he starts sort of every game. Uh, Declan Rice, I mean, I don't even need to explain. We know how quality he how good he is. Madison as well in a cam role, great player, speed, agility, good shooting. You know, bags of bags of talent in that midfield. Maurice, what's yours? Since John thinks you've already picked, he's already picked one of your three. Is he right? Uh, I've gone for Declan Rice. Um, yes, I have gone for Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is no need to justify it, but let's be honest. At the moment, he's Wolves is going to be top goal scorer he's the guy they're going to look to to win them win them the games um and my third one i did toss and turn between ward prowse here but the reason why is i feel like sometimes you take his free kicks out of it or his dead ball skills i think i think you could have another player in that position who's going to do a lot more and i've actually gone another crystal palace player so i've gone for three crystal palace players for some reason um okay. i've gone for elise um, i know i mentioned him in my team of the season last year but if you just watch some of his play, his touch, his passing, it's it's exceptional. And despite looks like he could be a French international, yeah, he is actually born in England. So he could be an English midfielder, hopefully with any luck. But he is an absolutely superb player. And I think as the season goes on, he'll only get better. I know you love him, Reese, but I've got a challenge that. I think there are some players who are just way ahead of him at the moment over Elise than picking him for your starting. I think the likes of sort of Madison Jordan mentioned is one of them. I'd put Ward Prowse ahead of him at the moment in two or three years time. I'm sure he can be the player that's probably in this team, but right now I think I'm calling out the challenge. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he starts. He's not, he's not properly found his place yet in that Palace team in terms of starting every game. He's definitely like, he could be genuinely world-class. Like he looks so good on the ball. But for me, if he's not starting every game for Palace, he doesn't deserve to be in contention for this team yet. So. He's still coming back to full fitness, but just watch some of his play and hopefully it will change your mind. Cause I think he will be in a top four, top six team within the next two to three years. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Like I, dis I don't disagree with you when he does play, but I still just don't think he's quite in there yet. Well, I think my 
midfield three is not going to be challenged since you've all, all three of you have mentioned these players, uh, you two have mentioned them. I've gone with Rice. I think he was he was actually the first name I picked out of everyone. I've also gone with one of Reese's favourites, Neves. Um, I think he's quality for Wolves. He, he could fit. He could easily. We mentioned with who United could go for in a midfielder, and I mentioned him. I think he's good enough to be in the, the big six. And then I've gone with Madison as well. I think I think he's quality. Um, <clears throat> I can see why Newcastle was trying to sort of like were trying to go for him. I don't know what, how that sort of ended or in the before the transfer window ends, but it's still I think he's quality. Now into the mid uh, the front three. Now this one I I struggled a little bit. I think like there were a few names I was just like I completely forgot until I started looking through teams. Reese. How's your sort of let's go with your right winger for now? Yeah, um, I've actually put Madison on the right wing, although okay. he wanted to play the left wing. I think he would have been the perfect Grealish replacement for Villa. We would have been able to have purchased him because they had a hundred million to spend. So he wouldn't have put he would have put quite a chunk in that. But I think that's probably one of the rare positions he plays best rather than a central midfield role. And I think, yeah, I think he deserves his place there, particularly on this season as well. He's probably been their best best player by quite some margin. And is did you want the other wing as well? No, no, no. We'll do just right wing for now. So okay. Jordan. So I went with Jared Bowen. Again, similar phenomenal form at the end of last season. Doesn't look like obviously West Ham haven't had the best start, so I don't think he's you know probably a bit harsh to judge him already. But yeah, he he stepped up levels, um, and he he'd get into a lot of teams in the league and maybe the England team who knows um, yeah I agree with Jordan I had Bowen as this position last season was he was unreal like it, I watched him obviously nearly try and ruin our title hopes when he's scoring the second at West Ham against us but he's a phenomenal player and I think West Ham would do well if they keep holding him for a while. I don't know. I think he's around 26, roughly around that age. So yeah. I feel like he's still got, he could still have his best, even better year ahead of him. Um, Let's go on to our left wing then. Jordan, let's. I'll be shocked if you boys haven't picked this guy. <laughs> St. Maximin all day long. Um, Again, doesn't really need an intro, but like even in the last two games, alone he's justified it every game he's causing defenders absolute nightmares no one wants to defend against him he single-handedly rinsed Carl Walker last the week before last this week he scores a worldie to nick a point for Newcastle yeah sensational player he'd get in again to, to a lot of the top teams I'm genuinely shocked that none of the top teams have been linked with him yet Um, time will tell but for me no question Maurice, do you disagree with Jordan? No, I went to I went to Maximin as well. Um, I think he's been outstanding for Newcastle. His personality as well is very, very good, I think, on the pitch. But I think the reason why he's not made that move yet is I think he's, he holds the ball for too long. Um, and then his final sort of pass or ball, it's not good. But saying that overall, he would his overall contribution to a team would be great. I just don't see him getting in the start at 11 of a top six team at this moment in time. But I think he's outstanding. 
And I think he will probably carry Newcastle quite a lot this season and as they start to improve. And I think it's important that he's at the centre of, of what they're trying to build at the moment. Yep, that's three for three. I've picked some maximum. Obviously, I watched him have one of his games of his life. Um, the only criticism I do have of him is um, we're talking to some Newcastle fans and they say when the telly's on, that's when he performs. <laughs> so what we see of him, not the not the three, not normally the three eight three p.m. kickoffs. He doesn't normally turn up, obviously. But when you do, when we do see him, he is quality, and I don't think there was many who was really in contention of this left wing position anyway. So that helps, and then that goal he scored against Wolves, it's phenomenal because you see, I reckon if you see ninety nine other players do it, that ball goes in Rose Ed. <laughs> That's kind so, of way. I think as well, just on that point about his last, I guess, final ball, whatever you want to call it, I do think already that that was a big criticism of him last season. A lot of running, a lot of skills, a lot of a lack of end product. But we've seen already against City, against uh, Wolves, he does seem to be turning the corner. He couldn't finish like that volley last season. And he, I, I don't know how many assists he got against City. It was at least one, maybe two. Three. Three. Well, there you go. There you go. He wasn't well, doing that. Yeah, he got the foul for the free kick. So oh, yeah, three. yeah. So there you go. He, already in this season, he's showing the levels and that he's showing the progression. So I think he's definitely going to be player, one of the players of the year um, this this year. Right. Lastly, our striker. Now, it's obviously been said in a few seasons, strikers are sort of not the big thing, not the big thing, and that's where the false nine sort of seems to be a bit more used. But Reese, who have you gone for? I originally went for Calvert Lewin, but I think because he's been so injured for so long, I don't think you could really get the best out of him. So I actually went for I, uh, Ivan Tony. I think he bullies defenders. He may not get you twenty goals a season. But he, the rest of the team around him contribute with goals as well. If you look at how good he's got, you know, out of Embuemo De Silva, I think his overall contribution is great up front. And I think if you want a player, you know, that's going to again win you those points, or he's going to play a vital role in it, win your penalties or, or anything like that, he's he's your he's your man. And I think he's been exceptional um, not only last season but I think this season as well, where he's only going to kick on. Maybe he'll get an England call up. I don't know, probably not. But yeah, I think I think he's an impressive asset for, for Brentford and would be for, for a top six team. Okay. I to be fair, he, he was my very close second option. Um Calvert Lewin, I, I agree with, but as you've said, he's not played consistently for a year, so I don't think it's fair to add him in. Um yeah, for me it was a coin flip. Ivan Tony, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. But I did end up on Danny Ings. Um, I think we mentioned him last week on the podcast. Again, I've similar to kind of my left my, my centre back choice in Dunk. Just so consistent in any game, you know. If you give Danny Ings a big chance, he probably will put it away. Um, a little bit of an old school centre forward in that respect. Not much, you know. No flashy tricks. None of these. Nothing like that. Just plain simple gets the ball, puts it in the back of the net, old school. Um, and I like him for that. So, yeah, Danny Ings. Jamie? 
be honest, I didn't think of Ings at all in my sort of selection. I think he's got he's got better, and I think it was the season before he went to Villa. He, it just looked like everything he touched was going in. Yeah, I don't think he's shown, I don't think he's shown it as much at Villa, but that's not saying he can't do it. Obviously, you don't just have one. Well, I would you can have one fluke season. You can look at sort of Mitchu back in the day if, if you remember. You remember. Um, however, I've gone with a different striker to both of you. I've gone with Callum Wilson. Now, if you look at his goal record at Newcastle when he plays, it's phenomenal. It it's if he's on the pitch, he normally scores. <laughs> if he starts, he normally scores nearly every game. But there is the slight he get he does pick up a few knocks, but it's never it's never a Calvert Lewin like you've been saying, who's had a whole season out and now he's injured again, kind of thing. It's always like how like I think Wilson plays three or four dinner out, he'll be out for two, something like that. But when he's on the pitch, I think he's probably I think he's probably the best goal scorer out of the out of the top six. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think I didn't put him in because I just don't think he stays fit enough. I know what you mean he doesn't go out for six months at a time. But yeah, he plays two, injured for three. But he's not just know. a scorer against teams in the bottom half. He play he scores against no. the top half. You know, he's he's an all round sort of player. You know, he's got two in three games so far this season, if I'm not mistaken. You know, eighteen eighteen last year. 12 and 26 in his first season at Newcastle. So he backs it up. It's just got to stay fit. If he stays fit, fantastic. He he could, you know, he could score you probably 30 goals a season. But yeah, I can't can't question that. I think he's a great player. Yeah, I'd be happy with any of those three, to be fair. I think they're all yeah. top quality. And, and and I think all of them at some point have been linked with bigger clubs as well. So that, that tells you everything, really. Um, now, I wanted to mention just one thing, though. It was the centre-backs, and I forgot to say it at the time. I was very surprised you didn't go and pick Fafana or Dukas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was was a Chelsea player already. Because you you went, oh, I've got got youth and potential. Oh, here we go. Fafana, just because he's going to you, you're going to pick him. But he didn't. He's he's technically a Chelsea player, so that's why I couldn't pick him, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's definitely one for the future. Um, Big signing. But... That just about wraps us up for this week's show. As always, there's a lot to disagree with there. We only challenged... Who did we challenge? It was only... uh, only, We only challenged Elise. But as always, let us know if there's any more challenges that you disagree with. And also, if we've missed anyone. There's so many good players. We probably have missed a, a glaringly obvious decision. But outside of that, as always, like the video, subscribe, make sure you're commenting. You know the drill. Oh, 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 oh,